0: Use the code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka.
2: And I'm Skip Bronson.
1: And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our
2: Way, a brand new show from iHeart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun.
1: This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way.
2: Listen to Our Way on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: The volume. It's Snaps presented by FanDuel. Football season is here, and there's no better place to get in on that action than FanDuel. But why, T Bob? Why? Well let me tell you, okay, first off, the app is safe, secure, it's easy to use, okay? FanDuel Always has these great exclusive offers where you can get juice, win a little more. Uh, when you win, you'll get paid fast. No waiting, no BS. And they get a ton of ways to play, man, spread, money line over, unders, totals, props, same game parlays, everything, live betting. If you get to the show late, it doesn't matter. Just live bet it. They also have the teasingly vague same game parlay plus. I don't think it's a streaming service, but there's only one way to find out. It's by downloading the FanDuel Sportsbook app today. Promo code SNAPS and make every moment more this football season. Must be 21 and present select states only. Gambling problem? 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342. Arizona. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FANDUEL.com slash RG. Colorado, Indiana, Minneapolis, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Indiana 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 New York Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789 Tennessee 1-800-522-4700 Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net West Virginia What up, everybody? Welcome in to a brand new episode of Snaps. It is uh, Wednesday, September 14th. You know what, Aaron? I don't even know what day of the week it is because I'm just out here grinding tape, okay? Just grinding tape 24-7, watching the X's and O's, trying to figure out how the matrix works, trying to figure out what's going to happen with this weekend's college football board. And so, you have questions. We have answers, and we're going to give them to you today, okay? A few topics on the dockets. Uh, first, is Texas back? Sark edition. Um, yes, uh, maybe call it Sark Week, if you will. Uh, a question that has been asked many times. Uh, looked like a couple years ago, Aaron, against your very Bulldogs. They would maybe achieved said backness. Did not end up being the case. Is this a boy who cried wolf situation? We'll see. Then we'll talk something very near, near to my heart, and that is Is there a little panic in the bayou right now? Is the P Row taken on water, if you will, as uh, LSU and Mississippi State set to square off in Death Valley this weekend? And Mississippi State, the Bulldogs are favored. And well, the closer mm-hmm. you look, the kind of look kind of like, well, yeah, of course they're favored. So we'll discuss that. We had a very, very fun sit down with our guy, Adam Zucker. From uh, CBS every single Saturday, he invades your home. Uh, he's so much fun; you're not going to want to miss that. And then we'll do a little win total Wednesdays at the end of the day. So, what's happening, y'all? Uh, welcome in again. Thank you to FanDuel for putting the show on. Thank you to the Volume Sports Network. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the like button, and subscribe to the Snaps podcast. If you sign up for FanDuel, use the promo code Snaps. Woo! Now that's all out the way. Woo. Aaron, what's up? Welcome in, man. Uh is. Texas back
0: you asking yes uh I'm, I'm yeah yeah yes right I am Matthew wait what are you, what, what what you asking answer was that a know, yes to I, me I don't know if they were like if you were starting the show by just throwing the topic out there were you like you know rhetorical question were you actually look, look, my bad my bad me? I should have been
3: okay I should have been a little more welcoming I, mean, I, said, How How you I didn't do it today the
0: header there no I'm no look you're right i'm sorry you i'm sorry i'm doing very good thank you thank you t bob okay right, let's, okay let's, that's uh, great to hear uh, what about um, the texas Longhorns? Texas are back?
3: they doing good yes are they back are they uh, legitimate powers they are ranked in the
0: ap top 25 now i they they are they are heading in the right direction i'm not going to crown texas as being back i'm not going to say texas is you know now a contender uh to win the big 12 a contender to to you know, maybe find a way to sneak into the playoffs at the end of the year. Like, I'm not sold on that. Am I sold on Texas in the next two, three, four years being extremely competitive as they head into the SEC? Yes, I am. I think they built a lot of momentum over this past weekend. Uh, they have a, a great recruiting class they're putting together right now. That's the name of the game, as we're seeing across the country from what Alabama was done for the past 15 years to what Georgia's doing right now. Uh, I guess you can exclude Texas A&M because they've been doing it, but they're not having success, obviously. But <laughs> you accumulate all these four and five star guys. You bring them to Austin. You have a coach in Sark that is, is in my opinion, has matured greatly uh, under the leadership of Saban yeah, when he when he was there the, as the OC, offensive coordinator, and you know he's going to have great offense. You know there is talent in the state. You be, Austin is a, a a hell of a town, one of the fastest growing towns in in, in, in all of America. So yeah, I think Texas is back in that sense. I'm very bullish over the next three, four years that Texas is going to to arrive into the SEC and be prepared. Cause that was a big question. Like, okay, if Texas showed up to SEC this year and and faced an entire SEC schedule, what would their record be? I think they would be a, a six and six, seven and five team. But looking ahead, looking to 2024, 2025, whenever they do arrive in this conference, I think they're going to be well equipped and and well armed to come in here and have success. So if that is that's where I'm mostly heading to. But I, I you know, what I hate though, T. Bob, I hate up? this nonsense that we should feel good as a football team because we were close to beating Alabama. Like I don't feel good yeah. about losing Thank a football you. game. Like you're Texas, yeah. you're not. You're not some some you know FCS team showing up playing Alabama. Like no, you're that. You are Texas. You have four and five star guys litter on that roster. Your coaches are making millions of dollars. There is no, I feel good pat on the back because you got close to being Alabama because you know what, heading into that game, you know what they were saying in the locker room, we're going to beat Alabama. And I, and I give you an example, 2010, we're yeah. facing Auburn on the road and Auburn's number one team in the country. Cam Newton's the, the, the guy and we were, God, we were, we weren't very good. But you know what? We were University of Georgia. We were heading into that game saying, we're going to win this damn game. Like, there's no reason we have just as good as players. We don't have cam, but we have just as good as players everywhere else. No. There's <laughs> no reason why we can't go in the Jordan <laughs> hair and win this damn football game. And we yeah. were, we were, we were, I think winning at halftime. We ended up losing the football game. We didn't after the game say, oh, you know what? We were winning at halftime against the number one team in the country. We feel good about that. The hell no. Like we were freaking pissed. You know, we yes. believe we should have won that game. So if you're Texas, there is no, you know, hey, pat on the back once again. No, it, screw that. Sark, shut up. We should have won the damn game. Yeah, dude, look, I agree, Aaron. And, that, and so, okay, so that is
3: partially my point where, I mean, have we not seen this script play out before? Like mm-hmm. Texas went, what, nine and four and beat Georgia in a Sugar Bowl and they weren't even back. And we're giving them back status after one close loss to an Alabama team that displayed a lot of the same weaknesses as a year ago? Like the same Alabama team that almost lost to a bad Florida team last year, that almost lost to a bad Auburn team last year, almost lost to a bad LSU team last year. Because Texas did the same thing as those other bad teams did. I'm now supposed to believe that they're back or that even that Sark is the guy? Now, I understand what you're saying. The potential of Texas is massive. Uh, the money is is inexhaustible, uh, especially in the NIL era. It looks like they are probably better suited than ever than to take some major strides and become a dominant force. But guess what? Those have always been the advantages of Texas. Sure, maybe you couldn't pay players directly as much. Maybe it was having to be more under the table, and the numbers are not as large as they are now. But in terms of resources, resume, Texas always had that. But like we figured out recently, the only time that Texas has actually been dominant besides like a million years ago is really the 12 years that King of the Hill was on the television before and after they've only been okay. So I, I, I don't like it's such a small sample size to make these sweeping grand claims with like do it two weeks in a row and then have to do it two weeks in a row. Do it against maybe two quality opponents in a row because I saw a 2019 Texas team. Take the greatest football team I've ever seen, college football team I've ever seen live, the 2019 LSU Tigers. I saw them give them everything they wanted and then some. Like LSU got lucky to win that game in Austin. That Texas team finished 5-4 and four in the Big 12, 8-5 mm. overall. What are we talking about? So, okay, again, again, I get it. And, and, and even if you were asking me to predict, I think I'm inclined to agree with you on Sark. I think he probably is going to be the answer for Texas there. But I don't know that. And there's no Quinn Ewers. Hudson Carr didn't look great. The fact that they get a close loss to Alabama, their quarterback gets hurt, and they get jumped up into the top 25, is Texas exceptionalism. And I will not stand for it.
0: I, I Listen, I, I, I agree with that. You know, I'm not going to, you know, you're back when you start winning your conference and there's no reason why, when you look at the brand of Texas and it is a massive brand. Like when, when the SEC went out there and got Oklahoma and Texas, and there's a lot of people excited, like look what Oklahoma's done. They've been in the playoffs. They've had highest trophy winners. They've had you know number one picks in the draft. I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. But the brand of Texas, uh, it, it goes with USC. It goes with Alabama. It goes with Ohio state. Like those are the brands in, in Notre Dame in college football. And to bring that over, I thought was a obviously a gigantic plus for the SEC. You know, Ohio I mean, Oklahoma too. Uh, obviously, is 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 an incredible addition. But um, win the damn conference first. You know, show me in what three weeks? Yeah. When you face Oklahoma in the Red River Rivalry, I actually said it right for the first time: Red River Rivalry. Uh, show not a shootout me anymore, right? Not a shootout. They decided to make it harder okay. to say. Damn it! Uh, show me that you could win that football game. That you can be a quality point. That you can win your conference, not just show up in in, in one big game against an out of conference team. I mean, they've they you know they beat Georgia. They had the tough game, like you said, versus LSU. They just had a really good game against Alabama. All those games to me are easy to get up for. You can get up and you can can plan your season. I, I guarantee you, Texas has circled that game versus Alabama since January. Like, guys, this is our our coming out party. This is our our our, our yeah. statement to the country. Great but can you now compete the rest of the season? Can you compete for those 11 other games and especially those conference games in the Big 12? That's the question, the consistency factor, because once again, anyone can show up on any given Saturday, have a good game, your opponent has a bad game, and find a way to possibly sneak out a win. Um, Well, okay, so so the the part... uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Okay, I was just going to say... I I I, I think they have the pieces. I do think they have the pieces. I do think they have the pieces (laughs) I do. I, I I am interested if, 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 if yours didn't get hurt, if, if he didn't get hurt and, and how well he was playing and if they were able to win that game, what we would be saying differently about Texas now, because I still think, still think, even if they won that game versus Alabama, that this is a team that's probably gonna win around nine games at best. And, and does that, that in the season, would you consider that Texas is back if you beat Alabama and win nine games? Is yeah, I, I mean,
3: I, I, okay, so for me, being realistic, I think nine games would be a great season for Texas. Yeah. For me, for them to constitute being back, I need them playing meaningful Big 12 games the last two weeks of the season. I'm not even okay. saying they have to make the conference championship. But they need to be in the conversation for it to where, oh, if they win, then, and maybe this team loses and they're in, or if they lose or out, they win, they're in. like Control mm-hmm. your own destiny, Texas. The Alabama loss does not affect you like in any way when it comes to the Big 12. And the Big 12 is solid, but there are no dragons, right? So the throne mm-hmm. is up for grabs. And if Texas is going to be back, they have to fight for that throne. Uh, Marshall Knowles, and you said this as well as in your last statement, Aaron, and I agree with both of you. He says, is it also possible the game was almost lost by Bama rather than won by Texas? Ton of penalties, self-inflicted wounds by Alabama. And that's the other part. Alabama played an awful game. The most penalties, I think, ever. Definitely the most in the statement, Aaron. Might be the most in school history. I mean, you got a Heisman Trophy winner, or excuse me, Heisman Trophy candidate in Will Anderson out there looking as frustrated as I've ever seen and getting off cheap shots. So, I, I don't know, man. Um, I, I understand the excitement from Texas fans, but no, I, I, I cannot give them back no. status after uh, after after one week. Um, we, it, we, you we know what? What the
0: state of Texas is? You know what the state of Texas is right now? The state of Texas is the next year state. Because what do we say yes. about a And M? Just wait till next year. <laughs> what do we say about Texas? Just wait till next year. I mean, it is literally dubbed the wait till next year state. Uh, I mean, it just. As a fan, it would drive me crazy. Uh, I know there's, 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 there's you. Know, you got to have some kind of hope. I mean, there has to be some way to put fans in the in the seats and keep them excited about buying the merchandise. But enough's enough about this whole next year thing because we keep hearing it over and over again from both those teams in that state. Um, let's just not set. Let's just why don't we, as a Texas fan or an Aggie fan, just enjoy the process. Enough with next year. Enough with uh, you know we're going to join the SEC. We'll be just enjoy football and, and be no surprised. No one wants to don't anymore, set dude. The bar, don't set the bar so damn high that you're constantly setting yourself up for failure. And I think it's, that's it's, the problem. And, and that's it. They, they set the bar here, and it's just right now yeah. it's not attainable. So let's it's just lower expectations and enjoy it.
3: It's one of the most frustrating parts about college football fans is they see – like I always use the space program analogy, right? They see Alabama. And Alabama's like developing crops on Mars. Like they have sustainable living on the red planet. That's how advanced they are. And you're like, oh, I want to be there. You haven't
0: even been to orbit. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics NIL deals, J-Labs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech.
2: And then they're never at any of those. Never,
4: yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to like you know Lil Durk, and you're like, "See, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you? T- why are you telling me about- the whole time?" <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: Good song, the Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that?
1: Skip. Who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm
2: Skip Bronson.
3: What up, y'all? T-Bob here from your new favorite college football show, Snaps, and I'm just reminding you to start your NFL week off right with a no-sweat, same-game parlay every Thursday from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Yeah, check that out. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or if you already have an account. We're hooking everybody up. Every Thursday night, you'll get free bets back if your NFL same-game parlay doesn't hit. Are you kidding me? Same game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets to get that bigger payday, right? Hmm, let me look. Chargers, Chiefs, I'm thinking Mahomes to throw for 303 tuds. Herbert, 303 tuds. The over, and a Clyde Edwards-Elair anytime touchdown. Am I good at this? No, but guess what? I ain't sweating it, literally, because I get free bets back if it doesn't hit. So, build your own or choose from one of the popular same-game parlays pre-built for you right there in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. However you want to play, bet every NFL Thursday night with a no-sweat same-game parlay. Just sign up, use the promo code SNAPS. If you don't already have an account, that's promo code SNAPS. To get free bets back if your same-game parlay doesn't hit, make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Like we got to send a human being to low orbit first. And then we worry about, you know, okay, let's, let's get sustained flight. Then we land on the moon. Then we develop on the moon. And then eventually use that as a relay. Then we get to Mars. Like, like, like Joe Burrow and LSU in 2019, that was like some sort of alien technology that was discovered and like reverse engineered. Like that doesn't happen. It, mm-hmm. it is a process and it takes time. It's why I'm bullish on long-term at LSU right now, even despite the very real, short-term field fears that I have. And so this kind of translates perfectly into our sep- second topic here. And uh, a little panic in the P row as mm-hmm. Will Rogers and Mississippi state are coming to town. I've been watching Mississippi state and LSU film all week. I do not feel great about this. Um, no. On a few different fronts. Will Rogers looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Um, your own quarterback rankings have reinforced that. And then Jaden Daniels, while the athleticism is elite and the results have been great, right, Uh, here recently, talking about like last eight drives. It's just that everybody keeps using. Last eight drives have resulted in touchdowns. And that is true. But when I watch that film, I see a Will Rogers that throws the ball like three seconds before his receiver is on the spot and it drops in there perfectly. And then I see a Jaden Daniels who he doesn't seem to play with a lot of anticipation. And, and, and he can still change the game because as Elizabeth, like he needs guys to be wide open. Like there's a few times, or even against Southern, I'm watching film and you can see that booty or somebody's about to break Mm -hmm. behind the defender His hips are flipped. And so it's like, okay, just throw it to the spot. He's going to be, and he just, I, he just doesn't seem to have it in him right now. And that is a massive red flag for me, considering the offensive line still doesn't look good and wide receivers your best position group but if you can't anticipate you're going to struggle to feed your best position group
0: all right first off first question is is it booty or bootay booty he says booty, booty. Going booty? traditionally he says booty. traditionally
3: okay. it's uh, that last name is bootay traditionally yeah but yeah you want to pronounce it how Juicy somebody booty. pronounce it
0: yes booty just straight up booty he okay. loves he says booty. i love booty. it too i mean i love okay. booty uh-huh. we all love booty um you know, what? Uh, speaking of booty, the fact that they got Kayshawn involved early in the game last week, I thought was good. They needed to. They got oh, great. some jet sweep, some easy completions. Just get the ball and get him feeling good. Uh, same thing with neighbors there. You get John Emery back at running back. I think that's a huge plus for them right now, not to put the entire uh, running scheme and pressure on Jaden. And he will get better. You, you say, okay, he's he's not anticipating like he should. Well, he's only been two weeks into the system and let's not forget he was in a, a three-way quarterback battle for the majority of, of spring, summer and, and fall camp. So, um, so that's not, that's that, that he hasn't had that time. And you look at the other side Will Rogers, this is his third year in the system. And you know, there's a reason why he's able to, to anticipate throws is because he knows he's been in it. He's worked with these receivers and it's, it's just like, you know, it's 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 second nature to him at this point. So that's, that's a big difference. But obviously the positive for, for Jaden is his legs. He can run the ball uh, like some of the best runners out there in the country right now. So, you know, I love Mississippi State. You know, I have them extremely high ranked. I thought they were the third best team heading into the season in the SEC. I still have them ranked as my third best team in the SEC right now. And it's not just Will Rogers, but when you look at – the receivers, because this offense, this air raid offense, is as much about the receivers as it is about the quarterback. They have to know what they're doing against every single coverage, changing the routes, being on the same page, so that a Will Rogers can trust that, hey, if I hit my back step and I'm reading too high or single high, and I know this receiver should do this, I can just let it rip. And that goes to, once again, trust from both guys and knowing what the hell to do. And when I look at the receivers from Mississippi State, they got – little fast guys that, that work well in the slot. They got six, four, six, five receivers that they can move around the field too. Like they have a little bit of everything. and, and all those guys are just in, in, in complete sync right now. I love what they have on the defensive side of the football as well. They get some bruisers, their linebackers aren't afraid to get nasty in the blitz game. Uh, it's just a really good team on both sides of the football. And we saw it last year. We're seeing it early on this season. It was a great road win last weekend versus Arizona. Um, and let's not forget, last time Mississippi State ha- went to uh, Baton Rouge, it was fireworks. Um, so <sighs> can LSU well, figure it out? Huh. Can they score enough points? <laughs> I think I still am bullish on LSU with their talent, but I just think Mississippi State, like I said, at the end of the day, is just a really good team playing at a high level right now, and Will Rogers is a complete command of that offense, and that's it's, it's, it's scary to watch. The air raid can work in the SEC, and, and, and they're going to show it first off this weekend, I believe.
3: So, okay, as far as the last trip to LSU, I I can guarantee you will not have a repeat of what happened with K.J. Costello, right? That was a function of Bo Pelini being like, hey, let's literally play the worst defensive call that you could make against the air raid, and let's do it the entire game. It was, like, psychopathic. The talent thing is interesting, um, Aaron, because I agree with you. Like, as far as NFL players on the roster, LSU has more. I don't know how well-suited LSU is to exploiting that, though, because I have major questions on the offensive line. And I'm not even overly impressed with Mississippi State's defense. Um, I think they're all right. They they got some big bodies on the line. I don't think the line is as good as Florida State's line was, which I was very uh, guilty of underrating. Um, uh, but but, but, the thing is i'm I'm not really impressed with lSU's offense. The o line, there were a lot right. of MAs, a lot of bad technique against Southern and Mississippi State Sea line might be great, but they're going to be better than that. And LSU right now runs a more traditional um rhythmed offense in terms of how quickly Jaden's getting rid of the ball. Like they're gonna have to hold these blocks. and I, and so they're so like, yes, they're more talented, but a lot of the town's a wide receiver. Can you get the ball? to the wide receivers consistently. Yes, you're more talented, but you did lose your best player, Mason Smith, on that defensive line. What role can the D-line even play this game? I mean, Mississippi State, I would love to play a line for Mississippi State. You don't got to hold the block. Well, Rodgers gets rid of the ball. They're not even picking up stunts correctly. It doesn't matter because you just don't have time to get back there. If I'm a D-lineman for LSU, I'm just making sure that I'm getting
0: my hands up to try to knock the ball down. Look at this. Go, go, Go ahead, Aaron. Well, I think the big question in the topic is, you know, can... Can Coach Kelly hang in the SEC? And I think they—I don't think they have to win this football game. And this, you know, kind of goes and uh, contradicts what I was talking about earlier with Texas. Like, uh, you know, but they're at different levels right now. I, I don't think LSU necessarily has to win this game for us to feel good about the Tigers. You know, I know them in that locker room right now. They—they they're, know they're talented. I think they believe that they have just as much talent, if not more talent, than Mississippi State, and that they should win this football game, especially being at home. But if, to me as an outsider, if if I see a competitive game, if I see LSU making less mistakes than they did uh, versus Florida State, if I see better play at the at the uh, the offensive line and defensive line, then I'll feel good saying, okay, like th- there is a chance for this team to be competitive as they continue to to build chemistry as they continue to buy into what Coach Kelly's preaching on both sides of the football. So just make it good. If they win, then I think that accelerates. Cause all of a sudden you're talking about, you win that game, most likely you beat New Mexico. Yeah. I think they're better than Auburn. You, know, you could be four and one heading into that game versus Tennessee at home. And Tennessee at that time, most likely, I'm pulling up their schedule right now, um, most likely is gonna be undefeated. You know, They got a tough yeah. game versus, versus Florida. Um, and then get to buy before they go to LSU. But you know, if you're four and one, welcoming in Tennessee to your to your to your place, and you prove that you can slow down this offense, which is you know very similar to what Mississippi State runs, you know I think a lot of LSU fans are going to be really sipping that Kool Aid pretty hard for Coach Kelly. Owens I'm, again, I'm not anticipating a win. I just want to see. You know, we knew you're going to play good versus Southern. Can we see improvement from what you look like against a, a quality opponent in Florida State? to now, I think, an even better opponent at Mississippi State. Uh, we will
3: see, and we'll continue to break it down here on Snap. Shout out to Darth Jameis. First off, love the name. Darth Janis excuse me, says with this $5 super chat, been watching Georgia since I was born. Love seeing T-Bob, my favorite UJQB ever do their thing. Bread for the boys. Shout out to you, Darth Jameis. He also says, go Dogs from Dallas, Texas, the state of losers. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, all right. So earlier today, me and Aaron got to sit down with Adam Zucker, CBS Sports. He's in your home every weekend. Adam is uh awesome. Check it, check it out for yourself and we'll be back with some wind total Wednesday on the other side. Hey, what's up, y'all? We got a brand new guest here on Snaps, the man who invades your home every single Saturday, with or without your consent. It's our guy, Adam Zucker, CBS Sports, CBS Sports Network, hosting all kinds of shows year-round down here in my part of the country. I know him best for hosting SEC on CBS every Saturday, hanging out with me since 2014. Adam, thank you so much for joining us, man. What's going on? Hey man,
5: thanks for letting me invade your space here. I know I come out yelling a lot, so people are often feeling pretty invaded when I uh, <laughs> when we embark on our shows. But it's, it's mean, good to see you. It's good to see my uh, my old teammate Murtaugh. Yeah, my lethal weapon.
3: The uh, the the tenor of that voice—if you're listening here—God Adam, you have such a beautiful voice. And uh, I want to talk to you about your origins before we get into any, like college football talk here. Uh, because I was doing a little reading up on you, right? Classic, the the Syracuse broadcast journalism degree. You get out in 98, you've got this amazing voice. Uh, What was your path like, you know, when you get out of school until you finally, or not finally, whenever you got that big call from CBS?
5: Yeah, man, I got really, really lucky and timing was huge and uh, relationships were a big part of it. And I credit a guy named Rob King, who's a great anchor in Pittsburgh to this day. He was my teacher at Syracuse, and I had an internship with Anthony Calhoun, He's who's made a lifelong career, a sportscaster in Indianapolis. I interned with them, and right as I was graduating and everybody was sending out VHS tapes, you know, nowadays the kids just shoot yes. links around. I had a VHS tape and it was uh, sending it off to like Green Bay, Yuma, Arizona, Missoula, Montana. And this job opened up at the CBS affiliate in Syracuse and I had interned there. They give you an opportunity to, to do an anchor tape on their set. And really it was about having those guys vouch for me in terms of, hey, he'll drive to the dirt track on a Friday night and, and record yeah. some video and he'll go interview somebody live and make it fun and, and not really like try to crowd out the anchor desk, just Go do some features, do the do the shooting, the editing, and whatnot. And I was pumped because that fall I also became the sideline reporter and and studio host for the Syracuse football. But that was the year where McNabb, Rob Conrad, Quentin no. Spotwood, oh, no. uh, Marlon Greenwood, uh, Keith Bullock, all these guys who went pro, Dwight Freeney, um, really sick, really sick team that ended up going to the Orange Bowl, lost to the Gators so uh that, that was sweet but as great as that job was that industry local tv i got downsized they, they actually told me i was going to get laid off and without going into the, like the ultra minutia of it my boss helped me get the job in scranton wilkesbury where i ended up being more like triple a phillies penguins and whatnot three and a half years into that auditioned for a job at college sports television got that and CBS bought college sports television, creating what is now wow. CBS Sports Network, and over time filled in for Timmy B. And then when Tim left, I I was able to get that chair, which uh, which uh, makes me eligible to come on your show.
0: <laughs> Hell yes, dude. You are, you are as my wife likes to call, it, one of the best voices, as T-Bob said, in, in all of college yeah. football. And uh, it's gonna have a little bit of a different ring pre, uh, with all this realignment going on, it, what what are your overall thoughts with just the landscape of college football? You've seen a lot, you, you're touching it, you're feeling, you're talking about it all the time. Are you happy with everything going on with, with off the field at the moment?
5: I, I really think that it's it's obviously gone crazy. Um, and it was almost like by letting the players make a few bucks now, we've greenlit where the schools are gonna make even more. But I what I do like in terms of what's happened, because I do love it, you know, I want to focus on the positive at all. The fact that the playoff will go to 12 opens the door for those conferences that might be feeling a little left behind in the realignment dust at the moment. Because in the end, it's all about who wins a championship, right? I mean, I know they're all trying to make a lot of money and and the network I work for, the network Aaron works for, of course, you know, they're, they're paying more money than ever because live TV, live sports... Is the is the thing that really rates in lot li- in real time anymore, and, and and so while those other conferences might be getting left behind at the moment, the fact that the door is now open for them to have their champion in the playoff to have a chance yeah. at winning the national championship, that that felt like a stabilizing move. Even though it, even though a few years ago expanding the playoff was like the real crazy thing, now it to <laughs> me feels like the stabilizer
3: uh and and Adam, you kind of made you want to focus on the positive, and we're there with you, right? I mean, it's it's, it's impossible to fight the change. You have to just enjoy uh, what the best parts of it are. And so, when you look at your job, uh, what is your favorite part of your job, and what you get to do? Well, if we're getting into like the real TV
5: thing that I love to do is when something goes wrong or the unexpected happens, and how I react both calmly and creatively uh to to be there for when like you know either there's a big weather delay like my first my first game my first game day after i took over for timmy b fully we had gus malzahn in studio we had georgia south carolina it was the game that was decided by the chain link first down conversion but we had a lightning delay for 90 minutes before the game started so for all the scripted stuff that we had in that hour prior to kickoff, it was just after that when we suddenly had to dance for 90 minutes. And so like at that point, you know, Gus is at Auburn and he came in because it was his week off. But at one point he just looked over to me in a in the middle of like a soundbite or something where Ali LaForce was interviewing whoever was monitoring the lightning bolts. And he just looked over at me and this was like peak Gus, you know, hurry up offense. I mean, yeah. like a guy a guy who most people have trouble keeping up with and he just turned to me and BJ and he's just like how are we even doing this right now
0: <laughs> and so uh,
5: i kind of love those moments we've had some shows where live golf live soccer is coming on before us and so we have to compress the show or expand the show and i just love like my producer tim who's in my ear my director linda they're just amazing and i feel like i feel like i'm in a cockpit and they're they're just telling me Hell what's yeah. up and so I love I love that stuff. And of course, when big upsets happen, and-, and Auburn upsets Alabama, you know, and women are getting stuck in the hedges at Auburn, uh, and we just get to have fun and and put verbal captions on pictures. You know, that- that's that's what I crave because college football is just so unique in that way.
0: Give us a little taste for for Saturdays in studio. I know you just did a little bit with maybe some of the adjustments you guys have to make, but like when you show up to the makeup to the the rehearsals to kind of what you're doing during the game, the first and second quarter, then halftime, and then afterwards, uh, munching on some snacks, all that good stuff.
5: So you're asking because you don't need makeup, I guess. You want to know what it feels like to have makeup on? to
0: to put the full, I mean, for those who don't know, I I always used to have to follow Adam, and I would have to, I would show up probably 10, 15 minutes late, and everyone's bitching at me, but (laughs) I was like, the man needs to get pretty, and I just need a couple of little powders on, and I'm fine that's such a qb1 move oh my god yeah
5: dude. totally right oh
1: you, you're gonna
5: you can come up you can come 20 minutes late because soon they're gonna be uh powdering the the bald spot on the back of my head oh you guys have a nice photo of me yeah. that is that photo of me from the future i don't did i lose all that hair
3: already up front what is that dude no, okay still, like, okay 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 i want to i want to be clear here zuck when i saw that photo i told bro i'm like dude i don't I don't think that's fully representative of what I feel like Adam Zucker looks like. Adam Zucker looks like a lost Hemsworth brother. Like you're a beautiful yeah. man. Like I, no. I wanted to ask you about your skincare routine. I was shocked when I read that you were born in nineteen seventy-six. What is your skincare routine, by the way? But yeah, no, man. I, I don't know, dude. I, I would talk to uh, I, I would talk to your boys at CBS. I I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't think it's representative. I think we
5: need to just get a picture of me in my cargo shorts with my calves popping throwing a disc mm. and uh that would be fully representative. Maybe maybe something where I don't look I feel, that looks like I was just reinflated at the SEC Media Days buffet line and in need of a haircut. <laughs> Man, what? I'm bulging out. All right, we got to work on that. Wait, I guess wait, I got so you're I guess telling I know me. my off routine. Aaron, I'm going to need some advice from you on uh making that jacket a little less balloony. What was your oh, question by the
0: way? On,
3: uh,
2: true, my question true was True
3: Zuck. Now my question is is True Zuck cargo shorts and disc golf? Like is that oh, you yes. distilled down to your purest form? I
5: did evolve out of the cargo shorts. We're we're into yeah. like, you know, the mesh, the, yeah. the exercise shorts with pockets for sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe a nice uh a nice Little, pair of golf.
0: Little lululemon? lululemon for Zucker?
5: lululemon mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily get along, man. Oh. <laughs> you know I don't like going in places and feeling like I've been phased out you know I gotta be honest (laughs) with you although if they want to pay me to wear their stuff I'm in
3: oh man okay Aaron I I guess yeah
0: what was what was your question Aaron I I just I mean I think (laughs) see I never knew you know until I got into the business like what exactly you guys are doing like you just magically show up at halftime and you're on my TV Like, God, there look it those is are you wearing uh, athletic five, tape on your tape shoulder too State park in pennsylvania are you wearing athletic tape on the shoulder that
5: is keto tape man that you know wow. I, no way
0: tricep tricep strain throwing the frisbee
5: that thing keto was going tape all the way around for the disc ship. golf well you know what it was that's in pennsylvania <laughs> and my buddy mike runs this event and i was dying to get there we're in pandemic mode. And so I drove out that morning and like, right, my, my left hand was on the wheel. My right hand was like coffee. And then I think I just basically locked my right arm over the top of my steering wheel. And I showed up and I'm like, oh crap. I can't like, my, my, I was like spazzing out. That was about as close to a beard as I had gotten. That was, I
0: kind of like that you do look yeah, pretty. You can see the left is popping a little bit that's a beautiful
5: too. state park and like uh
0: Nicholson better watch out
5: <laughs> yeah yeah uh if you know it you know disc golf actually went with like the live model to some extent before before ball golf did <laughs> when uh Todd Rainwater basically took over the DGPT with the disc golf oh. network so they threw the money at it uh in advance and cooperated with the PDGA instead of what we've seen on on the ball side of things but not that you wanted to know that
0: <laughs> I love hey, it no I hey, actually I follow T-T-Bob, like t-bob yeah yeah go ahead Adam, Adam Adam is to disc golf what you are to um Lord of the Rings rings yeah Lord of the Rings I mean that's, yes that's yes like, yeah he, yeah oh, can absolutely. nerd out pretty good there
3: it's that's funny, an honor I follow I follow a random amount of professional disc golf accounts I don't entirely know why I've never played it myself uh, but wow. I kind of enjoy watching the highlights uh, sometimes on uh, on Twitter. Um, okay, Zuck. Wow, I have so many different directions. I, I love that you James Harden just pushed it for that
0: tournament too. That was really that's very impressive stuff. Can we? Um, back to my question though, T. Bob. Yeah, well, what was oh, the question? Yeah. I just behind give us behind the scenes Saturday. What's going on?
5: Yeah, you man. Just magically well, show like up at halftime. Said- Right. Well, you know, and pregame. I know maybe more people yeah. watch halftime, I'm sure, than pregame cuz then you're you're already watching, but we we go through uh we go through and and rehearse a lot of our pregame stuff just for timing and to see what things are going to look like. But the whole way we have 12 TVs set up in the background that we can watch all the games on so we're not missing too much. And then when you have a Saturday like this past one, I mean, like Washington State over Wisconsin was like an afterthought because we're we're so glued on what App State was doing at A and M and Marshall at Notre Dame, and uh, it, it just come just become locked in uh, on those games. So you know we're watching all along. We're we're reacting to things that we see and, and telling our producer who's hearing us grunt the whole way anyway. BJ's yelling and screaming about Texas and Alabama, as you would probably assume. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, and then when certain moments happen, things we don't see, they'll show them to us. You know, they can play them for us. I can listen to any game. I've got like a little panel under the desk so I can dive in and listen oh, to almost any what? game. I can also listen to what's being said during commercial break or at least shown to the announcers of those games during commercial break. No. So I'll do that for reviews of of instant replays. But man, when they don't when they don't close the announcer mics, that's something that can be an education. And uh so when you're doing games, just keep that in mind.
0: I <laughs> wouldn't no worry about me listening so much as
5: just others out there listening. And uh yeah, so we're we're able to watch all that stuff and and looking at stats. And uh, you know, me, Rick, and BJ, we sit out on that set the whole time. And we're talking about a lot with our game, especially when we get into Penn State Auburn this week, you know, Air Force. Air Force Colorado was a pretty simple deal. Air Force is just running like crazy, like they did Week One, so we knew what we were showing, uh, you know. And then this week we'll be we'll be keying on on our game, picking out what plays we want to see, and uh, you know and whatnot. So yeah, we'll get makeup, we'll rehearse, and then our our producers, you know, their 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 goal is to let us watch as much football as possible. So we so we don't just sound like we were watching. It's true we were watching. So yeah.
3: Yeah, Aaron, there you go, dude. You got what you were looking for. Do not be problematic on the mic during commercial break because there are oh, others was, out there with access you know, to I got caught.
0: I got caught week one. I got caught week one. Somehow <laughs> our, our feed went live to the fans, and I didn't say anything bad. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say it. So, I, so this, is, this is what I said. So my producer, I'm covering an Auburn game. So my producer's in my ear like, hey, we're coming out of commercial break. We're going to talk about Georgia's big win versus Oregon. I'm like, dude, you're going to, you know, I'm, I'm essentially, I'm going to piss off a bunch of Auburn fans by saying this. Uh, and yeah, that was live. live. So now, no. now all these Auburn fans are like, Aaron was wanting to piss us all off. What an a-hole. Screw Aaron. Yes. Never put Aaron on an Auburn game again. I'm like, no, I was trying not to piss you off by gloating about how Georgia just waxed that ass against. Uh, <laughs> but they, of course, flipped it and turned me into some bad guy that I should never call an Auburn game again. I never thought about
5: how you're up against it. You're up against it from the start. You're the Georgia guy, you know? Yeah, Yeah. I am.
0: And Uh, I was just loving on Auburn the entire game, too. Like, I've never said so many good things about Auburn for, like, 60 minutes of TV time. And Mm. Oh, dude, all you're going to have
5: to do is disagree with a call. That all Mm. you're going to have to do is say something about a call that that goes against them and say that it was the right call, and yeah, you're going to be buried
3: this is one of my biggest issues with people who watch sec on cbs everybody thinks that gary danielson like rides on alabama and it's like and, and hates their team i'm like no he's actually very sharp alabama's just better than everybody and kicks the crap out of everybody you're not gonna go out of your way to like talk badly what are you talking about dude uh yeah and is. People, s-
5: oh yeah they could have been called for another five or six defensive holdings or pass interference calls against texas Gary's yeah. Gary is so sharp Gary yes. Gary's genius level I mean Aaron you could probably yep. even speak to it better because you're a former quarterback and and doing games and and the stuff he sees I know a lot of that goes into what you see at practice too but I mean I'm always like wow Gary is like spot-on and then you know you need Jean's territory you bring in Jean's territory
0: yep oh 100 all right so first first I think this is the first 3:30 uh SEC game this weekend Auburn's hosting Penn State. We remember how awesome that game was last year there at Happy Valley. Uh, Just kind of, I know it's early in the week, but what's your initial thought of of Auburn this year and can they pull off the win?
5: I I, I wouldn't be so confident if I were an Auburn fan after Mm -hmm. the first couple weeks, right? Like Mm -hmm. one touchdown, four interceptions from the QBs and you got, you know, the Robbie Ashford kids running for more yards than Tank Bigsby was in this last game maybe they're saving something like Brian Harson comes off as that coach who like, you know, get blood out of a rock week one and two to not give Penn state anything to look at on tape type of guy, you know? Uh, so maybe, but I, I, based on how Clifford played last year, um, you know, I would think that Penn state can get this done on the road. Um, unless, unless Auburn's hiding something and, uh, and, and, and whatnot. I know Auburn's players feel like they should have won last year, though, in Happy Valley. Um, but from what I've seen so far, small sample size, I would, I would think Penn State's going to be able to win this. And the fact that they went to Purdue week one plays, plays to their benefit as well.
3: Uh, Adam, okay, I'm going to ask you on the way out here, the most interesting question in college football right now. Who is the third best team in the SEC? Third best team
5: in the SEC, Mm -hmm. so not even the East slash West, the whole conference, the whole whole
3: conference. So obviously Alabama, Georgia, one, two. Who is? It's it's a sexy question. Okay, there we go, dude. Easy. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Right on, Adam. I'm going to go Arkansas. I mean, A
5: and M might have been this been the
3: answer for a Mm. lot of people
5: prior to this past week. A and M might be one and five. They might start (laughs) one and five. They could lose to Miami. Arkansas neutral site, then at Mississippi State, and then at Alabama. Oy, oy, oy. And Kentucky's oh, pretty man. darn good too. Don't get me wrong.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's 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 kind of what? the Tennessee, Arkansas, Kentucky triumvirate right now, and I can't Mississippi wait. To see State, Mississippi State, gonna... Mississippi State. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. State? You're right. I mean, right. My bad, No love. My bad. My bad. My bad.
0: The cowbells. I know. I know. No, I'm, I'm digging them too, man. Believe
5: me. Filling out my AP top twenty-five every week. I hate it in the early portion of the year because you get some like good one and one teams, some decent two and oh teams, but uh, it starts getting a little easier as more games get played. You want a you want a crazy sexy game you didn't expect? By the way,
3: oh yeah, yeah. Arkansas at BYU October fifteenth. I know in Provo. In Provo, like what, like, Arkansas what? just he wants was,
0: to abuse themselves. It's
3: just, really for Arkansas. Michigan's out here playing nobody, and Arkansas's out here like, well, I mean, I get you know what? It is kind of a feral hog attitude. It's like, fuck, it, dude, I don't care, I'll fight him. All right, let's do it. Dude. <laughs> yeah, I love it. They're yeah. okay, oh, the lovable piggies, yeah, dude. Uh, I'm there with you. Like, I've been, I've been at very... the trough, man. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Adam Zucker. CBS Sports, uh, he'll be in studio this weekend keeping you company all day long So we watch little Oliver Pinson. There he is in his happy place <laughs> on the course looking so great. Happy. Fantastic. I mean, that is true happiness. It's a great image to end this on. Adam, thank you so much, man. Again, you're beautiful. We'll get into your skincare routine next time. Uh, you Zeta have an Phil. excellent day. Uh, welcome back to Snaps and a huge thank you to our friend Adam Zucker. A lot of fun there. who to guess? Zuck. Big disc golf guy. Uh, Carson Reinhardt in the uh, YouTube chat says, uh, uh-oh, uh, he's talking about Mississippi State. Looks like we finally got a little Hail State fan in here. Talking about 60,000 cowbells. Well, at least LSU won't have to worry about that this weekend. Yep. Uh, Aaron, when did when did you get your fancy actual like real uh, secret service looking like, earpiece here? Have
0: you had that every day? You like that? Am I just noticing it? Yeah. I just, you know, I, I hold these damn lights in my little office, makeshift office down here. I start sweating my ass off. And then you got like those big beat headphones yeah. on. And I'm just like dripping. So no, this is these are my studio uh, earpieces. This is, uh, okay. you know, this is what happens when you go in studio you got a custom mold per- custom mold goes directly in no. the yes oh my God. You know, you're gonna do it, do it one right bob i'm not gonna mess around i agree I, I do have a funny story about i do have a funny story about zucker i know we gotta get going with these picks but um speaking of him in in, in disc golf uh, yeah every time he comes to atlanta i'm like dude come on zuck let's go to dinner let's go to dinner and the first couple times before we really knew each other he's like nah. You know, found out that he was out there playing disc golf instead of coming over. And then finally last year, uh, he he finally came over to the Murray Hassel for some dinner. But I mean, everywhere he goes, like he's, I think he's actually sponsored. Like he's one like he gets sponsored to play big time, Zuck. So he don't mess I around. Believe with him.
3: Yeah. No, I believe it. No, I I believe it. And I'm not lying. I actually do follow a few of the professional uh, disc golf accounts. It's, it's it's pretty cool. I've never played them. Um, I have played football which is why we're going to answer some football questions here. It is Wednesday, which means it's time for a little win total Wednesday. Get it. And we're going to start with your boys, Aaron, the dogs. These are regular season. win totals over under Georgia currently sitting at 11 and a half. So basically say, will they go undefeated or not?
0: Yep. No, they will. They'll go undefeated. Mm. Um, the, the, I was, I wasn't unsure, but there were games that you circle in the schedule for Georgia. You know, this weekend at South Carolina. You know, maybe end of the year, Tennessee comes into town. I believe in early November. Could those be slip-up games? Uh, South Carolina, unless they, you know, some magic happens, there's no way in hell that they're going to beat Georgia. Tennessee, I think, will be interesting. Um, it's in Athens. I think the dogs know that, like that's their their game that everyone thinks they're going to lose, so they're not going to sleep on them. They're better. They're the best team in the country. There really is no weaknesses we talked about it yesterday in the show good on offense good on defense good on special teams i just don't see anyone beating them i think right now even even you know Fanduel has them right now every single game double digit uh essentially favorites going out so um yeah 12 and 0 for the dogs 14 no 15 and 0 for the dogs
3: yeah well uh i mean um i i I hate it, but I'm I'm actually in agreement, and I think my yeah. answer will make more sense here in a little bit. If you're asking whether or not George is going to go undefeated, like we said yesterday, we have yet to see a weakness, and therefore, um, I will err on the side of yes. They will go 12 and 0. Now, this second team, Ohio State, is in the same boat at 11 and a half wins. And while it's certainly possible, it feels like a lot of the Big Ten is probably closer than to Ohio State than we realize. Like they feel more trip-able, especially against how they struggled mm-hmm. at Notre Dame and Notre Dame going on to lose to Marshall. So if you ask me, will Georgia go undefeated? I'll say yes. If you ask me, will Ohio State go undefeated, I'm saying no. I mean, I'm just playing the math there that somebody's gonna yeah. get them. So Georgia over Ohio State under.
0: I still think they're the best team. I mean, they they got road games at Michigan State, at Penn State. I think we're going to learn a lot about who Penn State is this weekend versus Auburn. But, you know, let's not forget that first game versus Notre Dame. It's still a very good Notre Dame defense without Jackson Smith and Jigba and and another one of their top receivers who are going to be back this weekend. So I think when healthy, Ohio State, in my mind, is the second best team in America behind Georgia and before Alabama. I think they're better than everyone on their schedule. Yeah, two tricky away games like I alluded to. but. I anticipate with that offense, with who they have. And if if once again, knock on wood, this is with every elite team, can you just stay healthy? Can you get out of your own way? I think Ohio State definitely has a chance to go 12 and 0. So I'll take them uh, going undefeated this year. Okay. Interesting. Michigan over or under 10 and a half wins. I'm gonna go under for Michigan. Um I I I don't I'm happy with who they picked with J.J. going to be the starting quarterback. I want to see more from him. I know he's a great athlete. I think he's a good thrower, not a great thrower. And I just don't know if that if you're one-dimensional on offense for Michigan, if you're going to be able to win games against Penn State, against Michigan State, then obviously on the road against Ohio State. Good thing for them, unlike Ohio State, they get Penn State and Michigan State at home. Uh, They should take care of the rest of their schedule. So really – um, it's can they win those two games? I think they drop one of them. They play play they, they play them back to back weekends uh, there in, in, in mid October. I think they lose one of those games and then lose at Ohio State end of the season. So they'll end up having uh, ten wins. So give me the under. I'm
3: going under as well, and I'm with you. I think ten and two probably sounds like the record because uh, I think they're very good at special teams defense. Uh, it's the Texas thing. It's too small of a sample size. For me to give McCarthy and Harbaugh with the quarterbacks uh, the benefit of the doubt as of yet. Do it against not Hawaii. Who who's Vanderbilt's quarterback? Because mm-hmm. even he looked fantastic yeah. against Hawaii. Mike, right. And we all saw what happened when he yes, and we all saw what happened when he ran up against uh against Wake Forest. So no. I'm 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 going under on Michigan. But but I'm I'm willing to have my mind changed there. Uh what? over under nine and a half wins for USC. It was one of my big predictions for the year i think we did it on an earlier win total wednesday i mean i still firmly think this is a usc team that wins 10 regular season games in fact i feel better than ever about it after watching that offensive line play and learn about brett Neal yesterday so yes over
0: on the trojans Yep, I'm, I'm with you over on the trojans as well they look good uh toughest game is going to be at utah middle of the season uh, and that's it. They, they are just better than everyone else on their on that, that that schedule right now. And I think they're better than Utah, too. Utah plays well at home. It's a tough place to play. I think they take care of business. I think they could go – I think they can win 11 games. Shoot, I think they can win 12 games. You know, we'll see what the defense looks like, but damn, they look good on offense. Texas A&M, 7.5. Aaron, what you got? Under, under, under. I'm just trying to find wins in the conference for A&M. Um, I'm making up reasons why they're going to win games, but until they can prove that they can score points and that they're willing to change it up at the quarterback spot, I have zero faith in Jimbo in this football team. I think they could win five games. I think six is is kind of the max, maybe seven. Uh, definitely under that seven and a half win total, though. Yeah, you look at that schedule, man, and you'd have to give them the benefit of the doubt on a few games where you
3: cannot feel comfortable doing that right now. To get them to uh, to eight wins, I mean even to seven. So no, I, I feel very mm. firm about the A and M under the seven and a half. Texas seven and a half. I'm going under. No Quinn Ewers. What pushes me across the finish line there? Um, but I, I if if I would say that I'm probably going to be more wrong there than on A and M. Famous last words. I'm going under on Texas
0: as well. Where are you? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go under too. I'm I'm not sold. We started the show by talking about this. I'm not sold on Texas being back this year. Congratulations, you played a really competitive game, but you still lost. And your quarterback's banged up. Mixed reports about when he's going to be back on the field. Uh, I still think there's questions of of who are the top skill players behind the running back and, and 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 your top receiver. You know, can you find more guys consistent? They, they can step up consistently. Um, so yeah, I just I think they're a good team, not a great team. I think they're going to struggle in conference play. A good, a decent conference. Uh, so I'm going to go under that seven and a half for Texas too.
3: Last one, Notre Dame six and a half Ooh. wins over or under. Ooh. So the 0-2 start I mean, is killer know. here. Yeah, the 2 start is killer here. When I look at this, and then Buckner being hurt, man, I I, I feel bad saying it because I it's not all how I thought the season was going to go, but. I think I got to go under the six and a half.
0: I, I don't, I don't, I mean, how, how could you not with what we've seen through two weeks? You can't score points. You're starting quarterbacks out for the season. Now, uh, I, 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 I guess I'll say that I, 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 I for Notre Dame, <laughs> oh. give me the under. They're going to struggle mightily this year.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, someone call the Pope. Cause there's about to be a schism up in South bend. If this thing goes too South, uh, Uh, Aaron Murray, thank you so much, man. Always fantastic. Our own personal QB one here, uh, our excellent producer, Ryan Brumley, making it all happen. And to you, everybody hanging out with us every day on saps. We love you. Continue to help us grow this thing. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like and subscribe to the podcast feed. Rate it and review it. Tell your friends about Snaps, okay? And check out Papa Colin with Joe Burrow. Just dropped Volume Sports Network. And shout out to FanDuel, promo code SNAPS. Y'all have an excellent day. We'll see you tomorrow.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka.
2: And I'm Skip Bronson.
1: And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies?
2: You get Our Way, a brand new show from iHeart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun.
1: This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to
2: Our Way on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.